Hey, Pete, you're not feeling so good today. No, I know. I'm getting bad vibes from Pete. Little, no, not bad vibes. That's, over, that's overstating it a little bit. I thought Ned was about to say, whoa, 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 we can't stop the pod like that. Let's do it again. No, One, I two, wouldn't three, say that. I love, I love just ram. I just, I love just kind of sliding into the pod without yeah. any real. I think Truth. it's the way. Well, yeah, that's how it works. Usually, yeah. Unless you have your commentary slot. Oh, just, I'm not sure. I've just had a massive dinner, and I'm not sure I've kind of got the stomach literally for the commentary tonight. Mm. I mean, I could do. Shall I do it? Just do it. Highlight of my day. That. All right. It gets it's going to be low energy. It gets me up for it. It's going to be relatively low that's energy, fine. but we might build into it, I suppose. Yes, please. Stage four. Hundred forty-nine point five. Kilometres from Red... I've been schooled by somebody on Twitter already from Yorkshire. Apparently it's not Red Car, it's Redka. But that's only works, presumably, if you're from if Yorkshire. You're Yorkshire's. You know, but I don't... Clearly, self-evidently, I don't speak with a Yorkshire accent, so I'm just going to say Red Car. Red Car. Oh, by the way, our boss from the Tour de France, Carolyn Vickery, she was in... She was at the start today. Didn't come she see us, did she? Yeah, she was at the, she was at the start mm. in Redka, where her parents lived. They said, I'm doing it, Redka. Oh, um, didn't know that. Yeah. Anyway, this is part of the commentary. I should crack on with the commentary. Um, there was a bunch of stuff, loads of attacks, nothing got away. Then a group did get away. And then, uh, well, in the end, it was Magnus Sheffield and the boy Birchill from the St. Piran team. They got to Whitby where there were huge crowds. And all of a sudden, we we're on familiar roads that remind us of the now defunct Tour de Yorkshire, which may or may not ever reappear. And if it does, it may or may not feature the mustard-coloured trousers and the blue blazer of Sir Gary Verity of the Tour de Yorkshire fame. Whitby, they pass through. Magnus Sheffield and Birchill picking up the bonus seconds and then out onto the climb of Robin Hood's Bay and there, boom, Pidcock exploded into action for the first time. Takes a little group of riders over the top on that plateau in this crosswinds. It all splits up and comes back together again as they head inland into the North York Moors and the next climb is the climb of Egton Bank where suddenly Uno X get on the front. Not one, two, three of them, but the entirety of their team, all six of the well-drilled Scandinavian riders who are totally indistinguishable one from the other uh, with the exception of Rasmus Tiller who is the Norwegian national champion they get on the front and they absolutely drill it they drill it so hard that they drop most of their general classification riders in the process um, over the top of Egton Bank then and down into the sprint into Stokesley where I can't remember what happened can you remember what um, happened yes it was it was, was Freyley picked up points. Freyley picked up Freyley picked up three bonus seconds because Ineos Grenadiers now take control of the whole race. And then towards the final categorised climb of the day, Carlton Bank, another Cat 1 climb. And here it is that a group of three riders get away over the top. It's Dylan Toons, it's Tom Pidcock, and it's young Oscar Onley who is making a massive name mm. for himself even if we didn't identify him at the first straight away Because we didn't really, we haven't seen much of, well, we haven't seen any of Oscar Onley before four days ago. He was a man who didn't mean too much to us but he's doing extremely well the 19 year old those three riders looked like they were going to stay away but Jake Stewart of Gre no no before that Ollie Reese Ollie Reese Trinity Racing's Ollie Reese sits on the front he does a massive turn that just it doesn't bring that group back but it holds it there and it keeps the race alive and then Jake Stewart gets to the front from the GB team sacrificing his chances of victory for Sam Watson and he does a massive turn and when he's done Movistar take it up and that brings it back onto the final climb the uncategorized climb with a sprint to Newgate Bank. Over the top of that, um, Gonzalo Serrano 
of uh, Movistar takes the points. Great name. Uh, great, great name, great, great, great rider. Name. Four riders go clear, including two from the Ineos Grenadiers, and that is going to be the quartet that will contest, contest the victory at Duncan Park in Hemsley. And it's Serrano who takes the win just from Tom Pidcock with Omar Fraili leading the whole group out. Dylan turns in third place. And that was the story of the day. Serrano takes over the race lead and he wins the stage. It was a good stage. I enjoyed it. And Ineos Grenadiers did what they had to do. They were hyper-aggressive and in a very mm. calculated way. They split their team up in two. They had the three riders at the beginning, Kwiatkowski, uh, Amador and... One um, of the others. One of the Sheffield. Sheffield. Sheffield, just doing the first like bit of the race. And then you brought... Richie Port didn't see him all day. No. No, oh. there was one brief moment where he just ghosted up the side, had a little smile on his face, yeah. ghosted back. That was it. Yeah. Alex Dowsett was dropped early. I feel like the riders who are... I think he had a mechanical. I think he did have a mechanical because he got back on quite quickly after yeah, that. Yeah, he did. Did you I see? Did he was but, on your but bumper David, for you're, a you're right. A lot, a lot of emotions going. Uh, that's what I mean. A lot of emotions. Running through these riders. Yeah, because it's your that last There's two riders just talked yeah. about. You kind of, you have, it's their last tour. You have up and downs. Pete, you had Alex Dowsett on your bumper trying to get back yeah. on it for a while, didn't you? Well, oh. Stanard did. Did you? Or was it Stanard? Different yeah. car? Uh, it would have been Different Stanard, car. yeah. It wasn't yeah. me. That was yesterday. Yeah. Sorry. What were you doing today, Pete? I was like, I was... Oh, today was another experience for my young self <laughs> of of age of 33, yeah. the lower 30s, yeah. um, not knowing which category I land in, in terms of the 30s. No, I know. Um, but, but also, today also Pete, before you tell us about today, you know our conversation yesterday about the magical nature of the number three, and also our slight mm -hmm. confusion about your, what your 30s mean, just tying those two threads together, think about your age, 33, that's two mm. threes, it's like... That, there's something kind of pretty epic about mm. that. It is. It's yeah. the age, it, and it also it's the age, that, uh, allegedly, or they say Jesus Christ died. 33. 33. Oh, my and, word. And my company and, yeah, and brand is called three. Chapter 3. And, <laughs> Stop it. And, Pete, <laughs> what's the name of the team that you're working for? Trinity? Racing? Yeah. Ja <gasps> I mean... And, and also, going back to yesterday, Jesus' disciple was... Peter. It was Peter. With the three. Peter. Um, yeah. Three times. This is so what does this what does this mean? I don't three, know, but I'm genuinely getting freaked now. Three is the magic number. <laughs> it's like this is all coming together. This is the most excited I've been in so long. <laughs> this has got you going. Hasn't something's going to happen. This, this has engaged you in the podcast as well. You're not in a lost age of the 30s. You're literally at a, a key turning point in your life. Yeah. This is it. Wow. But I think it extends beyond just Pete, actually, or Peter, mm. as we should call him now. Peter. Definitely. Yeah, because, the because I think <laughs> the, 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 the way that all the forces are aligning, they seem to be centering around you, Pete. Where, where, just, <laughs> yeah. so everyone, just so everyone knows, because this could like, develop into a major global oh story. Where are you? Literally, <laughs> geographically, where are you, Pete? Uh, Nottingham, where Rod Allenworth is from. <laughs> 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 I mean, at Ineos... Are any else going to sign me tonight? <laughs> and Brailsford. This is where he lived. Nottingham. <laughs> I don't there's know. He did. He Weird. used to live just north, like Nottingham. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I remember. In I used in to Nottingham. Yeah. stay at his house. Wow. Yeah. But a lot of threes. Yeah. Anyway, so going back to your day, oh. Pete, what happened? <laughs> uh, oh, my word. How do I... I need to centre myself. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, you are the so, centre, so it's yeah, going to be very... You are it. literally the centre now. Yeah. 
Um, so today, as you know, was 150 kilometers of up, down, left, right, small roads. So we decided instead of just sitting as car two, where you know I'd only be needed if someone got on the brake. I went and did the first feed, at an extra feed at 46 kilometers. And then if someone was in the brake, I was just going to jump behind them after the feed. Nice. Uh, yeah, exactly. So we did that. No one was in the brake because there wasn't a brake, was there? <laughs> it was one of those crazy yeah, stages. Yeah, it wasn't. You're right. And then after that, I did two more feeds. One, at, I think, around 67 kilometers and then another one at 120 on the top of the last categorized climb. So I was like, you know, cutting going in on the race circuit and then cutting across when I could onto open roads. And you need to, it's really weird because you need to remember you have to stop for a red light. You have to give way to traffic. <laughs> also, the normal people in cars, they're not in the convoy. So you can't be like right up behind them and beeping at them to get out of the way. <laughs> but you're, so, you're so in the zone. It's like, I need to get there now as quickly as possible. And, you know, nothing is going to stop me. But yeah, you need to really bring yourself back and be like, okay, this is open roads and normal rules apply. So that was... My job today, handing out bottles. I think it's the first time I've ever handed a bottle in a race. I handed out a bottle in a race. How did it go? How did it go? Awesome. Um, So I had the four bottles, um, four bottles in my arm, plus one in my left hand. And then I'd hold the right one up and then I'd grab the one out of my left hand again. And then I just, yeah, really good. I felt like I nailed it. I was happy with my performance in handing out bottles. Well done, Pete. I... what this is just reminded me, you know, sometimes in films you have that kind of scene where they're, they're running somewhere and then there's like a, some, like a policeman or something and then they just have to, it all slows down and they have to walk really quietly by them and then start mm. running again and all the, the sound design changes again. <laughs> that feels like what your day yeah. was like. <laughs> it was like in the race, <laughs> it was like manic and then slow down, be normal, civilian, I <laughs> speed up again. <laughs> it's like, ah. Yeah, and then also, it, let's just not forget, like, like picture this um eight years ago pat mcquaid uh well 2013 was pat mcquaid's last year as uci president 2013 said oh, and so however many years um by the way pete and pat you're pete you you are going to be handing out bottles in the tour of britain and pat <laughs> you're going to be driving the camper <laughs> oh you had this today no so we so this is so really strange weird that you've had a moment like that because we were driving yeah. from the finish this line. Is this well, is, this is getting our, creepy, isn't this it? Is good. We were driving from our finish line today down to the car, and, and I can't remember how the subject arose, but I was just thinking about. Oh, because I'm c- just sitting working because I saw Pat. That was it, it's Pat again. No, but it was also yeah. Pippa. And Pippa. So but the whole thing it started because I said I bumped into Pat. Yeah. Kind of on my break, and he was like really happy to see me. I was really happy to see him, but he had like 15 minutes, and it was just like, hey, I, and I was like, got to get back, and I, and I said to Ned, oh, I saw Pat and he was like, can you imagine like, that this is your life now? You're working on TV, you bump into Pat McQuaid, you're already lovely, and this is what your life is now in 2022. Imagine if somebody had told you that in 1999 yeah. and then you went off on this. Well, I was just thinking, so David mentioned that in 99? 99 is when I met Mark. 99 when you met Mark Cavendish. Mm. And, and well, you know, I'll let you. F- I'll let you finish, Ned. But on, on 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 this topic of Mark Cavendish, I'll continue another story on from today about Cavendish. So it's all interlinking right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I'll keep this. I'll keep this very brief. But just to, you know, if, if someone had said to David, "Right, stop this moment right now," I can tell you that in 2022, which basically in 1999 would have sounded like a made-up 
futuristic number where Impossible everyone's everyone's going around on hoverboards yeah. anyway. It was further. Like, it was it was yeah. more than double my I, age. I know, c completely insane, yeah. sort of in the yeah. future. Um, Mark Cavendish, that that slightly chubby bloke in the corner mm. there, who you've mm. only just met, he will have won 34 stages of the Tour de France. Mm -hmm. Great Britain will have produced multiple Tour de France winners. Mm -hmm. You will have doped. You would have served a ban, you would have come back from a ban, retired, founded a clothing brand, become the leading commentator on the television, and you will be working with Pippa York, who you're in the same room as right now, who you've only just met, who what? is Robert yeah. Miller. Yeah. And you're also dropped in the two yeah, books. Yeah, that is mental. That is completely mad. And two books. I've had three kids. And, and had you're three living kids in Spain, Spain. Married. I'm just like... And and life, just, is, life is pretty entertaining. Uh, do you know what? I'm going to leave you guys to discuss yeah. that. I'm going to go and get... A, a reserve backup yeah, yeah. recorder, That's right? A good idea, I'm going to run. We're just at one bar on my recorder. Really? It's just dropped oh, down now. It, so it's like, and we're just scared. Oh, no, no, I it's fine. This was my thing. No, no, we're fine. So what was funny about this, Pete, was kind of if somebody had taken me aside in the Isle of Man when I was there and just met Cab for the picture, and then somebody yeah. said, oh, like this kind of ghost from the future said, David, sit down. Let's go go for a coffee. I'm going to tell you. I was there as well. You were, the, yeah, you were in the car park, in the time trial. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what's mad. You even literally. I've got your. Auto I got your. I got I your. You told me about this before. Yeah. Yeah. So there that's you go. Even nice. weirder. Yeah. And then if somebody had said, "Well, David, here's what's going to happen in the next 23 years. Um, there's going to be three British winners of the Tour de France. <laughs> You're not going to be one of them." <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, stop! Stop now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then it's like, "You're going to uh, dope and serve a ban and have to come back." And then you're mm -hmm. going to write two books. You're going to get married, have three kids. You're going to start a team. And then around 2014, you'll stop. You'll be quite old. You'll have a terrible last year. And then you're going to move <laughs> straight away into TV. And you're going to be a commentator. And I'd, yeah, have, been and like, been like, no. and I'd have been like, what? <laughs> yeah. That's what's going to happen? And it's, yeah, and it's, it would have been so unimaginable for me. And I love it. It's great. But it's kind of that was definitely, you know, sometimes your life just Not goes in a completely different direction. And at 99, well, I had a totally different trajectory planned. Yeah. You, you're well, you just, you're completely, you're always evolving as a person. And you, it's, it's impossible to foresee what you would be like at that age and what's important to you. Do you know what I mean? It's the same with me with being a director. I would have never thought I would want to sit in a car all day. Um, but I realised that actually this is what feels normal to me. I've mm. travelled to races my whole life on the on the boat from the Isle of Man when mm. I was ten, living out of a suitcase. And actually, yeah, this is what feels normal. Mm. But um, it, it it is absolutely crazy. And going back to Mark Cavendish, and I'm sure he won't mind me saying oh, this have on I the not pod. So I've just come back. Well, I, I haven't I missed I the Mark Cavendish story. No, no, I just retold our story. No, it's about, it's oh, about brilliant. to happen. I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to hear the Mark Cavendish. So I I I voice noted. Um, well, I asked M Max Chandry, didn't I, for a voice note on the stage today, but he didn't reply. Uh, <laughs> don't know why. Probably just it's just too relaxed to even pick up his phone. Although he did so get a fine for being on the phone. Got a fine today. from the UCI commissaires for using a phone today. Well, maybe maybe that's why he didn't reply then because he was too scared. Mm. But um, maybe. Yeah. So then I thought I'd. Do you know when you go on those little? Well, it's a two and a half hour transfer. Pat was driving. Stanard was in the in the passenger seat doing fellow viewer and planning the stage. And do you know when you go on a bit of a voice note kind of... Frenzy. I don't know. Frenzy. And you're just like, oh, who can... Let's just, you know, make some entertainment for myself. I was like, ah. <laughs> go fishing. I haven't spoke to Calvin. I haven't spoke to Calvin in a few days. And it was it was great when he was last back home. So I thought, I'll see what he's up to and see if he's home next week when I'm back. And then I, I mentioned that Pat was in the driving the camper. And he goes, 
asked Pat this. He goes, why he used to let his commissaires discriminate me. Whoa. <laughs> He's on a bad day. <laughs> no, no. So <laughs> I didn't realize that this is like um, a bit of banter that Cav has with Pat. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, okay. Do, do, you, do you see what I'm saying? But I didn't realize. <laughs> and he said, don't, don't, don't say that I said it. And I was like, well, he's going to think it's like the most random thing I've <laughs> yeah, ever said in my life. Exactly. So then he was like, no, no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> and then he goes, when he asks, <laughs> what do you mean? Say like, letting other people hold on to cars, but barraging me when I took a piss. <laughs> 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 and then he goes, and then it, the next <laughs> one was, this is so brilliant. The next one was, ask him if he feels sorry for Boris Johnson. And then he goes, like, if he understands him and that, right? <laughs> so I didn't get this at the time. I thought, this is completely random. It makes no sense. <laughs> and then his punchline was, because he effed the UK like you effed the, the UCI or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love Mark when he goes off on one of those ones. He just goes down a rabbit hole. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. I was like, <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I'll ask him. I, I, I voice noted Pat and said, what do you think of Boris Johnson? And then, it, you know, it's oh, he's just, 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 just and that, and that, and that. And then I was like, what? And then I was like, what, what, what's that, why is that relevant to anything? And then I was like, okay, there it was, punchline. And with Cav, it's like always a little bit later, isn't it? He likes to <laughs> let it lie for a bit. And then it's like, bam. That, oh. Pete, was so good that it cannot get lost. So, yeah. For posterity. So for safety measures now, we're going to take a little pause um, and then we'll pick it up. Well, we should probably... Uh, well, that was great. I mean, it was amazing, wasn't mm, it? Good stories. Um, we should probably just return to um, the race, I suppose. It was a belter today, Pete, wasn't it? How much, how much of it did you manage to... Obviously, you're completely up to speed now because I gave you a very thorough briefing at the beginning of this podcast. But um, mm. how much of it yeah. were you able to actually sort of figure out what was going on? Um, well, I have the information pad um, in the car. <laughs> where I, I can love <laughs> every time you say that. I love it. <laughs> Log on to ITV and uh, listen to you guys. And like we talked about in the previous pod, a lot of it's because you, you're traveling all the time, so the 4G is a bit, you know, not the best. Flaky. It's yep. just it's just um, audio. Um, so, but with that, I can it keeps me updated. I know exactly what's going on. You don't actually need to see what's going on because you're basically commentating on that exact thing, aren't you? So. Yeah. Um, as I was doing my shuttle runs around the Yorkshire, uh, it was just epic. And also going, actually being in front of the race, you get to appreciate the crowds. Like, when, you know, when we ride to the start of the, the Tour de France and you see the crowds and it was amazing. Like, the, it was epic, wasn't it? Especially on that last mm. climb. Yeah. We didn't notice so much because we were so oh, we in the race. That's, yeah, when you're commentating on the race, you're so ah, into like true. what the riders are doing. You mm. kind of like almost like fuzz out the. The mm. only time I really noticed the crowds today, and I don't know where you were in the convoy, Pete, was when they went through that first sprint into Whitby. Yeah, Whitby yeah, was that crazy. was amazing. They had a big, massive. Oh no, it was the town before the, the last climb. They had a massive screen. Everyone what? was out. Um, it was wow. it was brilliant. brilliant. And what what mm. was the vi- final climb called? Uh, the last climb was called Carlton Bank. All right, so there was a basically like a, a English version of Dutch Corner there. I could barely get through with my car. Everyone stood really? in front of it, moving away at the last Nuts. minute. Music wow. blaring. Uh, and Nuts. they were doing that, you know, where they go, Ooh, so they're doing it on the bonnet. 
and then as I would like go through, they go. Oy. No, it was, you know, it was think so I've good. Got a feeling, I've got a feeling, Pete. The beef eaters that were there. Yeah. Like yeah. that was it. They tweeted. Yeah, that was the tweet. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't click onto it actually. That that's yeah. who it was. What are they? Yeah. Mm. Well, they 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 emerged in 2019 or something like that. They're a bunch of guys, aren't they? Go yeah. go out to um the Tour de France, like and hang out on Alpe d'Huez and do mad stuff. That makes they, sense. They, got this, they yeah. went they went viral a couple of years. Three like years ago, army, army or because whatever. they did the so, final yeah. corner on the Galibier. They oh, okay. did the, the whole music and they did the dance and everyone was doing the matching dance and then a dinosaur comes in at the last. Oh uh, yeah, that was really that's cool. it. That was amazing. That's that was what fun. it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was yeah. epic. Yeah. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Yes, yeah, so, great. Mean, can I just slip in a quick fact about Whitby? Yeah, please. So oh, Whitby yeah. Abbey, yes, which is kind of it's all much like what we saw at Melrose Abbey, sort of destroyed. It was built originally started in the 700s and then i think in the again 12th or 11th century 11th century 12th or 11th it was where the celtic and roman catholic church decided the date of easter decided when it would be we decided when it would be which has forever determined school holidays yeah <laughs> i know ever since they decided <laughs> when jesus died this date and, and we'll agree that yeah and so they then made that their kind of their holiday you're frowning. You're frowning like you. I'm trying to understand. So Jesus, Jesus has e slipped e it slipped into our pod again. I know. So, oh, yeah. So yeah. E Easter is, is the 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 I'm going to say celebration of what you're talking about yesterday. Him being put on the cross. Yeah, and, and then, then well, it's not a celebration of him being put on the cross so much as the, res the resurrection. There's the resurrection. The resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. The whole story. Yeah. yeah. So where the rock where the rock rolled rolls over and he he yeah. crawls out of the cave. Yeah, mm -hmm. how nuts is that? So yeah, so Whitby was obviously quite powerful at once, some point. You know, Pete, you floated the idea. Talking, going back to, we'll move on from Jesus. Yeah, fairly <laughs> soon. But you know, you know, you floated the idea of a film by uh, like Tarantino. Mm. Mm. It's great. Like about the life of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Well, you've actually got, you've had actually had some interest expressed oh, by Mark Jenkins. By Mark <laughs> Jenkins, who is a BAFTA-winning, fantastic director. Who listens to this pod? And I'm not joking. The other day. And no, he literally he said he replied in a tweet. I think you were copied in saying I'd be up for that. No way. I'll direct I that. didn't see I'll it. I'll direct that. Yeah. Mm. A so kind of Scorsese Tarantino mashup of the life of Christ. He could direct he, my ideas. The Last Temptation of Christ. So he, Scorsese he, had made a film. Yeah. The Last Temptation so, of Christ, which we couldn't remember last yeah, night in the pod. Yeah. And Mark Jenkins said it's The Last Temptation of Christ. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, I c I've got so many good ideas for this film that. I would not be able to be credited on the notes because then I'd probably lose <laughs> my job. Pete, with respect to Trinity Racing, I mean the aptly the named Trinity. the aptly named Trinity Racing. <laughs> if you if you become the mastermind behind a like o potentially Oscar, never mind BAFTA, Oscar winning, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, up to date retelling of the narrative of the Passion, um, I don't think you're going to need to be handing out <laughs> bottles on the tour of Britain on stage four. No, it'll be done. You'll be done. You'll be. You'll have moved on. <laughs> I'll be like on. Richie Port. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll be living in Barcelona. You'll be in <laughs> Ibiza. Living in Ibiza in a villa. Oh, this is too much. You this podcast is, 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 is rocking the boat. I don't know what. You'll be like, like a one, one hit wonder. They'll be so. Why is he one hit wonder? Is it because he made the film he wanted to, <laughs> and it's done. Oh, and stop it. The world. Stop it, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the race. Back to the yeah. race. Yeah. So yeah, fair play. I mentioned it before, didn't I? Ollie Reese, Pete. I thought I thought he did a really good ride today. Mm. The whole the whole team did an amazing ride. Yeah. From did. start to finish, because they're riding. Remember when I said on stage one, like how we wanted to 
operating as a team and ride. And they're doing it against... You've got to remember, Lucas Nurica, for example, he has done eight race days this year up until this race because he's been doing his A-levels. And he's wow. fighting for position into the bottom of the final climb against you know some of the best in the world. When you look at Dylan Toynes, Thomas Pickock, like these guys that they're fighting against with their teams to get them in position. And the camaraderie is amazing. And is, is he, yeah, is it really impressed the, me is today. He, is Pete, is he the guy with the dad who's the marathon runner? Yes, he is. Yeah, I can't. I don't know what Olympics it it was off the top of my head, but he was at the finish today, and um, he turned up dripping in sweat, and um, like dripping, like it was drip, dripping off his chin onto my shoe. And he's such a nice guy, like proper runner type, you know, because they don't. That doesn't phase runners, does it? it? Like cycling's quite a clean and pompous sport at times, but runners, they they don't care, do they? You know, so <laughs> it, tur- it turns out that he watched at 15k to go and just ran to the finish, <laughs> like That's dripping nuts. in sweat in a hoodie and shorts <laughs> and his New Balance why trainers. D- why <laughs> did he? Wh- what did he just decide he wanted to come? Uh, no, so he he was up, he was here with I don't know who he, he was watching with I don't know his family, but <laughs> it's like I'll just run to the finish. Why not? <laughs> He probably ran back as well, didn't he? Well, he'd yeah. have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get an Uber. Well, I think he's. I helps. think he's like genuinely fascinated by the sport. You know, coming from a running background yeah. and like how it operates yeah. and Brilliant. moves around and what's involved. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. bonkers. Were you, were you pleased to see um, Ineos Grenadiers the way they raced? I yeah, was. I yeah I actually heard a bit of your commentary when you were talking about that in terms of. They wanted an open race, didn't they? They didn't want the, the brake to go and have to just ride on the front and do their normal thing. It was quite, it was quite exciting, wasn't it? Well, no brake. Actually, the brake that that went won the race, and it took 145k to go. Essentially, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's true. You know, yeah, yeah. So it was proper bike racing. No, today. it was great. Yeah. It was a really good advert for. I think you said it at some point. This is just this is British road. This is British road racing at its best. It's yeah. just, you it know, really it's, it's is chaotic. It's yeah. hardcore. Yeah. You can't go in with normal rules. You have to just go attack the whole time. Yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, and Pitters. You know what? He was amazing. I think he's getting suckered into this race now. We're halfway Slowly. through. He's got himself into third place on GC. He knows that he knows that Serrano is beatable on the climbs, right? Mm. He pro- you know, and probably beatable. Well, he, it was a, it was a, weird, it was a weird sprint. sprint. It was yeah. a weird sprint today. So I don't, you know, I think he knows that he can get rid of Serrano if the right race situation arrives. Mm-hmm. So I think he's in a close, and now I think he's engaged. And it's kind of like yeah. Ineos Grenadiers have revealed themselves now because only now do we know, okay, it's not about Friday, potentially. That mm. might change yeah. still, but it's not about, it's definitely not about Magnus Sheffield. It is actually about Tom Pidcock. And um, I think we're going to look forward to, I think it's going to be really good for the last, you know. Mm. Yeah, I think, um, I haven't looked at the stages after tomorrow in detail, but tomorrow's stage not is like going to be really, really interesting for one reason. Do you? Why? Why? Because what team have we seen so far in the race that are going to want to control it for a sprint? Okay, mm. Ineos don't want to control it for a sprint. They're happy to protect GC. Uh, Movie Star, they'll just protect GC. They don't want to control it for a sprint. DSM aren't going to control it all day. Great, Br- uh, Great Britain aren't going to control it all day. So in terms of the breakaway, then you're left with, okay, it, this could be a possible stage victory. You know, As long as like no one could, close could on GC out. goes, mm. even though it is a typical sprint day. But I don't see any, from what I've seen so far in this race, I can't see a team who 
who will want to sit on the front for the first 150, well, 130k. Mm. So you, you, you know, you know, a team who can't control it tomorrow is Ribble. No, yeah, oh, no. they've had so, a tough race. Oh, they've had a brutal race, and um, the director sportif Colin Sturgis is a, he's quite a good, quite a good mate of mine. I've known him for the last couple of years, got to know him quite well, and you know, former individual pursuit world champion on the track back yeah, in 1989. 18, 18, and the, the year I was born. Know, you, you were born 1989. Ooh. The fall <laughs> of the that is such a significant year, Pete. The fall yeah, of I the know. Berlin Wall, the closest ever finish in the Tour de France. Tour de France. I had it on videotape, watched it. All the time, Lauren Fignon, mm. yeah, brilliant. Aged zero, that's amazing. Yeah, well done you. Um, and uh, God, nineteen eighty nine, that's ridiculous. I know, I remember. Ridiculous. I was actually, uh, I was dancing up and down on the Berlin Wall while it was being hacked away from underneath me. What? I was there. Yeah. yeah you are a man of were. mystery. I was living in Germany the night it fell, and we drove from Hamburg to Berlin. But that's a story for another. What? From another day. For another day. Yeah, You've got um, so many hidden gems <laughs> in your locker. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but Colin Sturgis, going back. So Colin Sturgis is the director supportive of Ribble World Tide. Now, he sent me a voice note. I said, tell me everything that's gone wrong <laughs> in your race. Because oh. a lot has gone wrong. And I had to, it was, t honestly, the voice note was 10 minutes long. So I'm not going to play all of the 10 minutes. So I'll precy everything what, 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 that happened. Can I, uh, yeah. One second. 10 minute voice note message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 10 why minutes. Did, why didn't he just call yeah, you? Uh, because I said, send me a that's, voice note. Yeah, but that's, ins that's insane, Ned. 10 minutes. It's insane. Yeah, 10 minutes. Literally. <laughs> oh, I'll play the whole lot if you want. But listen, I've, I've done All an right. edit. So even before, they got, <laughs> even before they got to the Tour of Britain, their big hope in the general classification, Stuart Balfour crashed and broke his collarbone uh, the, the weekend before the Tour of Britain in a race. Okay, over, over on the continent, yeah. I think in Belgium or in the Netherlands. So they come here without their main guy. Okay, so they call up Red Walters, the uh, national champion of Grenada. He gets called up. Okay, stage one, absolutely fine. They get through that um, in, in fine shape. Stage two, okay, this is where it starts to go wrong. They have both the Tanfield brothers in the breakaway. You remember that stage, Pete? So Tan yep. Charlie and Harry are both in the breakaway. And it's looking really good and they're being really strong and all that, but the break's going nowhere. Right, suddenly, Harry has a mechanical... Okay, and that's where it all starts to unravel because they've only got one car. They can't yeah. be at the, they can't be behind the breakaway and behind the peloton. So Colin has to go forwards to service Harry and give him a wheel change. Okay, oh. and he's just up there. He gives Harry Tanfield a wheel change when he gets the news that um, uh, what's his name Finn uh, Finn Oh the Scott. I've gone absolutely. Or yeah, yeah, Crockett, Crockett yeah. right? Finn Crockett, I think. Oh, no, this is a real sort of brain fart for me. Um, gets his rider, gets, or oh, Craddock, is it? Gets, um, has a, a problem with his brakes and needs mechanical assistance. But oh, Colin no. can't be there. So he says, all right, so wait for me and I'll be, well, mechanic on the side of the road, but we can't. We'll just pull over to the side. You'll have to nurse your bike to that point and we'll see you there. When all of a sudden he, he sees the bunch coming, but he sees that there's a split in the bunch. And then he hears on the race radio that there's been oh, a crash. And one of his rider comes past, Ross Lamb, and says, basically, Finn's effing crashed. And Finn has crashed with Red Walters and um, gone w down hard, hit his head. W broken was this the rain raining stage? Yeah. I yeah. passed him and he was howling. It was awful. Absolutely. Yeah, it went down it really hard. Really they thought he fractured hard. his pelvis. Yeah. Really hard. Okay. 
um, and that and that was and that was bad. So they lost him. They both those riders finished the stage. Okay, the next day they start, and Harry. T- and that the next day is the stage into. Well, the next day is the really rainy one. Actually, this might be what you're thinking about. Oh, this Sorry. is what I'm thinking about. This is the one you're thinking about. Into something before this part of yeah. the ten minutes was they'd went to warm up races in Belgium before and lost two riders. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mentioned Stuart Balfour. Can, yeah. can, t- can I just ask yeah. a question? Is this description yeah. of what we're doing now going to be ten minutes long? <laughs> <laughs> It might be. Without so anyway, now it's the rainy. <laughs> now, now it's the really rainy stage into Sunderland. Okay, Harry Tanfield, and this is what you might have seen actually, Pete, on reflection. Harry Tanfield rides into the back of a stationary motorbike in a group off the back and yes. smashes himself to bits. Right, it was and awful. this is where this is where um, I'll let Colin uh, pick up the story. Um, but coming into Sunderland, the rain was that heavy and the visibility was that poor. The, this little group um, basically just didn't see um, a motorcycle that was apparently part I mean I don't know the full story but um, basically they hit this motorbike and Harry was the one who hit it basically well, the worst um, just absolutely mangled himself like open compound fractures in his fingers he's broken his wrist he's ruptured his spleen so he's still in hospital poor bugger Charlie was an absolute mess, you know, he'd just seen his brother laying on the floor screaming his head off and, you know, thinking the worst. Um, you know, Charlie's come in and he's, he's absolutely in bits, poor guy. Um, so, yeah, obviously we had, you know, Harry out as well. And then today, yeah, it's just the, you know, the, the fucking cherry on top. Um, Charlie pulled out after five or six k's we come out of saltburn and you know and said to him look mate just give it a go try to get in a break it goes through your hometown great eight and you know sure if we have a word you know they'll let you get in a move and just have a day of glory out the front um and then yeah i started sort of you know seeing a couple of orange helmets towards the back of the bunch and thinking oh you know this isn't good and then yeah looked up saw Charlie um, and he was just shaking his head so I pulled in stopped I said you know come on mate just you know get in the broom wagon uh, get them to drop you at the feed and you know go home it's all right you didn't have any sleep poor guy was you know mega stressed about Harry then Red was out Um, he's been a bit sick plus a bit of you know sort of trauma coming out from the crash so he was another one. He stepped off about 10 kilometres later on. And just as I got back to the convoy, uh, one of the commissaires drew up next to me, a motocom drew up next to me in the team car to talk. Um, I went to wind the window down, looked over at the exact moment that the convoy stopped suddenly and I had nowhere to go and I just slammed into the back of the St. Paran car and... Um, yeah, I mean, thankfully the cars were drivable. Um, I think both Lampier and myself were pretty shaken. Um, but then, yeah, later on on uh, the climbs, the, the clutch started burning out and it's just gone to utter shit. So, yeah, we've managed to um, managed to patch together uh, an emergency plan to get us sort of down to Nottingham now. Um, but, yeah, we start tomorrow's stage with two riders, Ross Lamb, and Zeb Kiffin uh, and I'm in a massive great fuck off Ute 
Um, but I'll just drive it at the back of the convoy and, you know, we've been given dispensation to do so. Um, so at least the guys can start with a team car and spare bikes on, uh, even though I'll be, you know, absolutely out the, uh, out the hoop. Wow, what a race. Um, uh, I've been around the sport in many guises through childhood with my parents racing and then my parents in administration and my father being a national coach um, and I've grown up with the sport and I've obviously raced a bit myself and been around sport and DSing etc etc and I have never ever had the the, the utter bad luck, I'm, I'm almost speechless um, just the bad luck and the just the knock on of one thing after another I just, yeah I am speechless poor old ribald well type pete and it ends with them as, as colin just outlined and you you sent us a little whatsapp message you said said piran had a crash in the convoy it was poor colin in the ribald oh, well type no team who drove into the back of them and their you know their cars knackered and it's just uh, a nightmare for them yeah what, what stage what stage was it yesterday three three yesterday three 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 as they say in French, jamais deux sans, sans trois. trois. Never two without three. Well, it's all threes at the minute, how was what I was getting at, David. How many hosts are there? 33. Chapter three. Chapter three. Chapter three. How many hosts are there of the Never Strays Far podcast these days, Pete? Oh, my. Three. <laughs> oh, by the way, um, just to conclude, um, we've been uh, approached, Pete about expanding our event portfolio yeah literally yeah yeah our portfolio that was the word that was used that was the word that was used portfolio and this is a race that already is in the national series calendar can we talk about it can we actually name the events do you think or not or do you think i think person person two maybe yeah person two but let's just say it's another discipline hmm. uh, we can say that a very exciting discipline that's very that's foreign to all of us. It's foreign to all of us. Have you ever been to a cyclocross event, Pete? Oh, you just named yeah. the discipline. Fine. Okay. Yeah, David. Fine. Oh, yeah. You no, know, he did it on purpose. Yeah, um, yeah I have. I've raced one before. Have you? What? Not. No, not as an adult. Like as a like a fourteen-year-old. <laughs> as an <Okay>. adult. <laughs> 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 so you're not classed as, as an adult, up. Ned. <laughs> I did it as a three-year-old. I did it as a grown-up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I. I we need to strategize. We need to make a strategy plan because this is getting out. <laughs> we need to make control. a strategy. Plan. <laughs> <laughs> we need a five-year plan. Yeah, yeah. yeah we uh, need like what? What? What does Never Shows Far look like in five years? You know, and we can mm. go to these companies like Dave did back in the day with Sky and say, "This mm. is what we're doing. This is where we want to be in five years." You know, can you help us? How much have we got? Ten million. We want twenty. You know, yeah. Sky. Okay, in you come. <laughs> You know yeah, I mean? <laughs> we're just a little British, you know, podcast startup company. But within five years, we want to have bought the Tour de France. That's our target. <laughs> it sounds crazy, doesn't it? It sounds crazy. But from where we are, we do have the ambition to buy the Tour de France within five years. That's where and, we're setting and, our sights. And ambition, Ned. And, and you, what you've got to understand is you need to, dream, you need to dream. Without dreams, you don't have anything. Yeah. Goals are important too, but you've got to dream. Well, there's a fine line. There's always the fine blue line. We're going to stick to it. Yeah, yeah. we will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Very good. Can we just do and and this is with again with all respect to um, Serrano Gonzalez, Gonzalo Serrano, Serrano. 
Yeah, no, Go yes, Gonzalez Sorano. Gonzalez Sorano, because yeah. both of those are surnames. It's really confusing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Gonzalez Sorano. Yeah, he seems like a super nice guy, doesn't he? Comes super from Madrid. Nice. Um, won yeah. a couple of stages of the Vuelta Andalucía, the yeah. Vuelta del Sol. He's a good rider. Yeah, really he's good, a rider. good rider. Yeah, yeah. And he did, um, he did a brilliant. Does his family produce the Sorano hat? No, I don't think so, Pete. Don't think so. No. No. Not, not even way back. He probably wouldn't be a pro cyclist if that was the case. <laughs> but, oh, um, true. But yeah. he did do, and and this isn't taking the mickey or anything, but he did a brilliant interview, and there's very few uh, English riders who could do an interview in Spanish. I was thinking that. So, yeah. we, I mean, it was, bless him, it, you know, I think his English is relatively limited. It was quite fun just to hear a generic interview mm. where he can't really express the details of what he wants to say, but he's very, very gamely trying to express mm, it. was really good. And it was lovely, and the emotions were all there, but, you know, it was, it was quite a generic interview. And I was thinking, you know, we've had this conversation, I was thinking, which English riders, have I, English, British riders, sorry, not English, have I ever seen doing interviews in second languages? And I could only think of no. two. I could only think of two. Bradley Wiggins and David Miller. Yeah. David, Dave Brailsford speaks very good uh, French. But I mean, Dog does. Oh, yeah, he's done a few interviews in Froome French. Dog, Froome yeah. Dog does. So my, my, my Italian one would be like, yeah. my Italian would be like, uh, tutto buono, uh, molto, molto dura, dura. Uh, io. Uh, but so this was it, Pete. This, this is exactly. This was the Serrano. That's, that's how Serrano sounded. Can you, can you just do yeah. like just a few bits? Because this is exactly what he did, but his accent and it's brilliant. So the interview kind of went something like, um, uh, it was also that the interview yeah. was really slowing down yeah. so that he could be understood, which I yeah. quite respect. Actually, yeah. he slightly overplayed his card. So it was yeah. like, a wonderful victory for you today. You must be very happy. Yes. For me, for me, I feel uh, all, all very well, difficult. Very difficult day today. Uh, the legs in the end of the final, the legs are good. And uh, for the victory, I'm very happy. And that was about it. And you I know, thought it was brilliant. It was great. I thought so it was truly brilliant. And that's really what your Italian yeah. interview would have sounded like, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It, it would have very similar. It's and, and also actually today when I was in the car, what, what do you know when you when I was doing the three sixty cam net and I understood the way you use the way I'm you Pete use Kenny. words. So you don't go on do it. Well, I'm Pete Kenick and there's your three sixty. Right. So you accentuate and you you leave gaps to make it. Mm. you know hit hit home it's not <laughs> like i'm pete kenyuk there's your 360 it's like i'm pete kenyuk flat, yeah. and there's your 360 yeah so nice. and then i clicked onto this today because the aj bell tour of britain um advert it's like aj bell tour of britain <laughs> do you know what i mean <laughs> and i was like but what? that's like my 360 what is AJ listen bell? to the podcast do, do you know what aj bell is i don't know what no AJ idea <laughs> That's working. But all what was worrying actually um, was the adverts. They're all about death and funerals and yeah, um, it's our and planning. It's I, I, well that that's what was worrying. Yeah. Oh, well, that's not worrying, why, but I mean, that's like, why that's why NSF it, we're being demanded to help races to innovate and and bring in everybody and stop this stupid algorithms just targeting one group because yeah. it's a lot more a lot more people than that watching cycling yeah, yeah but that's the algorithms that's digital marketing gone wrong yeah oh so that's how it happens is it it's based the adverts are based on an algorithm yeah they'll just be taking data off like all these different things and going oh look this type of people are the people we want to sell to and they sell that etc it's all quite miserable mm. but we know yeah, from being on the road that there's many more different types of people and that's why um Oh, there's loads. That's why we're every every type of every type of person um, mm. on the road today. 
And really? also, how amazing was it to see all the schools supporting oh, the race? Lovely. Oh, that's the, that's my favourite part. It's, it's so good. Yeah. And yeah. you talk about going back to Dave Brailsford and Team Sky when they had the sky rides, and that that's all it takes to inspire someone who's seven or eight who's never rode a bike before. And they see the cars, they see what the race brings, like the importance, and it's just like, wow, I might try riding a bike tomorrow. Yeah. And it's literally just that, you know, that little glimmer of of what what cycling is that could inspire the next tom pit cup i think it's ace the next pitters yep yeah all right uh, uh, we jack it on for so long how's your upload speed because the last two nights have been miserable we were waiting for your five or two do you think uh, you've got it high seems there's been no buffering and no no buffering i've got high hopes. seems good so high hopes right. oh I, i'm gonna have to, so i i'll have a little shout out to saint piran um because Super. I've borrowed their adapter for my laptop for the <laughs> SD card for the last three nights. So That's now amazing. I'm going to have to go and hunt down Ian Stannard because he has the older version of the laptop where the, the SD card the, the SD card insert is part of the laptop, which I have no idea why Apple would bin USB and SD card inserts, obviously to make money, but <laughs> it's ridiculous. I think Here's a laptop that costs £2,000, but you can't do anything with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your only solution is to go and hunt down a former winner of Omloop Head <laughs> Newsblad. That yeah. <laughs> the destroyer of Quickstep. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, uh, hi, Stanard. Uh, hi, Stanard. <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake, um, Kenyuk. Here you go. Oh, All right. Yeah, uh, yeah it's going to be like that, isn't it? God, again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pete. See, see you, Pete. All right. Yeah. Bye. Good night, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.